and Sue calling you from backstage before the fights begin. Sue J. Johnson. She's at the Olympic Team Trials for Women's Boxing, just outside of Spokane, Washington. 24 women competing for just three spots on the team. I'm watching Marlena Sparza warm up, deep breath. Alex Love about to go out. Sue has been sending photographs of the quietest moments, despite the crowd and excitement. A boxer praying before her fight. Protective headgear going on in the ring. It feels so different from last night. It is intense. Not a lot of smiles tonight. From WNYC Radio in New York, this is Women Box, fighting to make history. I'm Marianne McCune. It makes sense that the mood changed the second night of fighting. This is a double elimination tournament, and six women lost their second fights. So that's it for them. It's over. When you talk to these boxers, it's hard not to get hooked. You get how badly they want to win, how much they have invested in each of these eight-minute fights. Tarshia Douglas coming straight ahead. If you think too much about it, it's hard to watch. Little foot faint. This is Coach Christy Halbert doing NBC's webcast commentary. Trying to lure her with that foot faint. Tuesday night, Tyrosia Douglas of Baltimore tried hard to intimidate Christina Cruz. But she's a New Yorker. Into round three. They were close to tied the first three rounds. But Cruz kept her cool and stayed very strategic. Fourth round, Douglas charged forward, throwing punches every chance she got. But she lost Cruz's precision. Oh my goodness, a little wrestling there. And Tyrosia's... Probably going to be cautious. With one win and one loss, she moves into the loser's bracket, where she'll have to win every upcoming bout to fight her way back into the running. Those straight punches right down the pipe. Very effective in Olympic-style boxing. They get to the target quickly. Hey, Marianne, this There's 16-year-old Clarissa Shields of Flint, Michigan, checking in by voicemail again. Right before she fought Andresia Wasson. Got a game plan, but... Whatever, I'm going to go in and uh, take her off. I can't even understand what she says on some of these messages. I think today going to be a third round. But do you hear how she sounds? Don't be mad at me, but I'm going to get the window, so I, I'll talk to you later. There is no doubt in that girl. She's won two fights, but she's about to face the opponent she sees as most formidable. Tika Hemingway from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Tika's a really smart fighter, and she's fought her before, so she's going to be hungrier to beat her, and she's going to have better knowledge about how to beat her. Women boxing in the Olympics isn't only about the fighters who managed to make it all the way there. Female boxers around the world are hoping their sports debut in the London Games will also draw more attention to professional women fighters, because getting paid to fight when you're a woman is difficult even for top-tier boxers. But neither that nor the sport's physical perils will stop this boxer from Brooklyn from risking everything to go pro. I want people to think of women's boxing and my name come to mind. Her name is Heather Hardy. I want to be a world champion. She fights at 125 pounds. Her eyes are yellow and blue. Her hair dirty blonde. She's 29 years old. She's only been boxing a few years. And last year she became a national champion in the amateurs. But she says she's not long for Olympic-style boxing. In the amateurs, you wear protective headgear and win fights more by racking up points than by knocking out your opponent. I never really got that. I don't think of touching you and getting the point. I think of hitting you in the body so hard that you can't breathe and you don't want to come near me. (laughs) 
Hardy lives in Garretson Beach in Brooklyn, blocks from her parents' house. It's so small. People, you know, are born here, and then they live here, and then they just die here. On Thursdays, she gets to meet her seven-year-old daughter at the bus stop after school. What's up, kid? How are you? Most days, she spends at the gym. She assists her coach from 6 a.m. to 10, works reception until 4, works out until 6, then teaches kickboxing in the evening. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like, why would you work so hard 18 hours a day and make practically nothing? Because one day I will make something. High five. Hardy grew up helping take care of her sister and brother and had her own baby at 22. When Annie was four, a kickboxing gym opened in the neighborhood. So I could put her to sleep and then just go and have an hour a day to just be like Heather and not be mom or someone's wife, you know? She kept at it, then switched to traditional boxing and started training to be a champion. She and her husband split up. Hardy says she's showing her daughter how to go for what she wants. Now I go to bed happy. I don't wake up in the morning with these weights on my chest. Like, oh my God, this is my life. That's rewarding. That's what you want to teach your daughter and all the women around you. It stinks living this far from the bus stop, right? (laughs) We were spoiled. We used to live right around the corner. Heather trains and works at Gleason's Gym, open since 1937 and known for the long list of champions who started here. Gleason's was actually a leader in allowing women into the gym to box in the early 80s. See that, that group right in the middle of those women? Owner Bruce Silverglades got a photograph of the first group of women to train here. He says he saw they wanted to box, saw they'd pay money to do it, so he closed down the gym for them two nights a week. It's a big gym. It's got a big name. So when we do something, then a lot of people follow what we do. There's still plenty of resistance to women boxing. Four-time world champion Alicia Ashley says despite her success, she can't make a living fighting. You know, the guys are making minimum seventy-five, $100,000. I'm not even making a low five figures unless I go to Europe. Ashley's ring name is Slick because she fights like the dancer she once was and surprises opponents with hard and accurate punches. She says in South America, she can get $10,000 for a fight. In Europe, maybe 20000 But in New York, promoters tell her if she wants to fight, she's got to sell her own tickets. You don't even have my picture on the poster, so how am I going to sell tickets? Because, you know, you're not even advertising me. It's really weird that I'm well-known in another country and not so well-known in my own city. Welcome home. Thank you very much. How are you? Back in Silverglade's office, a 71-year-old trainer and promoter named Tommy Gallagher stops by. And Silverglade says, ask him what he thinks of women boxing. It's a disgrace. You're talking about a woman. The most precious thing there is in this world being in a violent situation. For what? And a guy should do it because... Because that's what the guys did. Close your eyes and see. Out of the cave. You and me. We have little things trying to nibble on your breast, and I'm going out to get the food or whatever, and i got to fight all five guys to come in. That's where it came from, to to preserve ourselves. I try to get him to put females on his shows, but he's one of the fellas that doesn't want it. Tommy Gallagher says it's in men's DNA to fight. Heather Hardy says it's in hers. I'm programmed to do it. I really am. You know, my mom always said, somebody pushes you, you punch them in the face and you make sure you draw blood. Don't make anybody want you to hit them two times. My mother has given me some of the worst beatings in my life, but every one I got, I deserved. It is in me to fight. 
Hardy's coach is Devin Cormack. Cormack has spent the past year and a half teaching Hardy how to think while she fights, turning her natural ability into skill. When she came to him, he says all she said was, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like a canvas painted to be painted on. And if you have an idea, she was more than ready and willing to just accept the paint. There were days I'd cry every day for a month because I just couldn't get something, no matter how hard I tried to get my body to do something. But the satisfaction of working, 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 and then it finally happens, oh, the feeling is so nice. Hardy is like a lot of boxers. She says she knows taking blows to the head can damage your brain. You ever see on the cartoons when the stars go around? Sometimes it really feels like that, like a bell vibrating, and you hear this like crazy, like, ah, uh, sound. I know it's dangerous. I work at Gleason's. I see these punchy boxes come in all, all day that can't talk, that their speech is slurred, been hit in the head too much. More research than ever shows that repeated blows to the head can cause a long list of problems down the line, ranging from depression to death. And Hardy says even sparring and fighting with headgear on, she's taken some serious hits. Once after a kickboxing match, she spent an hour trying to figure out where she was. I felt my hair and I had French braids and I was like, okay, my hair is braided, that means my sister had to be here. Okay. You know, unless you're in an ostrich and you have your head in the sand, you know. But Bruce Silverglade says in his mind, more good things come from boxing than bad ones. People overcome physical and psychological problems. They learn discipline and courage, and they change their lives. Without boxing, I would be miserable. So the the risks, I just work on minimizing them by doing everything right. Last summer, Hardy went to the USA Boxing National Championship and made it to the finals. Who am I? Nobody, you know? Say, I'm this close, four rounds, eight minutes away from it. So exciting. In her final bout, she faced a boxer with far more experience than she had. Hardy says, growing up, she was a winning loser. I never really caught a break. But when I fight, it's like, nobody can beat me. You could beat me my whole life. Nobody can beat me when I fight. As you go through life and you can't change certain things from happening, you can't make them better no matter how hard you try. But when I fight, I know I got a chance. In life, you don't always have chances. But when I fight, I always got a chance. For the first time, she became a national champion. <laughs> I boxed her. <laughs> I did it. Female boxers now will say, you know, Girls just can't put everything they have into thinking they're going to make a million dollars being a boxer. And I just don't agree with that. You can't not hope that you're going to be the one person who breaks through for the sport. I work so hard. I work so hard at it. Heather Hardy plans to fight as an amateur in the Golden Gloves and the Nationals this month. If she does well, she'll think about going pro. One new message from phone number 718. Hi, my name is Melissa Smith. I have a blog called Girl Boxing. 
I have been calling myself a girl boxer probably most of my life as I first fell in love with the sport as a kid. Boxers are making history at the Olympic team trials this week. And it's not just boxing history. The phone messages we're getting from across the country, from women boxers and some men too, are a reminder. Unfortunately, um, as a 12-year-old in growing up in the 1960s, was it really possible, or at least I never saw the possibility that women could actually box or girls could actually box? For people like Melissa Smith, watching the Olympic trials is far more moving than for someone who hasn't felt what it's like to miss out on a dream just because she's a girl. Going fast forward uh, a million years into my early 40s, I had the opportunity to walk into Gleason's gym having undergone surgery for my shoulder and thought boxing would be just the perfect ticket to bring myself back to rehabilitative health. And I have been boxing ever since. That was Some of the women competing for the three spots on the Olympic team do know how much work it took to make this all possible. Decades of lawsuits and advocacy. But coach Christy Halbert says some of them don't know. The boxers benefit directly from work that came before them. Things like Title IX, they benefit from the 1993 lawsuit that allowed women to finally get to box at USA Boxing. I've been working as an advocate for women's Olympic-style boxing for as long as some of them have been alive. And that is shocking. But they don't, they don't know that. On our website, go to Ask the Coach for a Q&A with Halbert. We're at wnyc.org slash womenbox. This is Women Box Fighting to Make History. I'm Marianne McCune. A beautiful diagram of the brackets for these trials is also on our website. You can track who's moving forward and who's out of the running. And we're adding photographs every day. This podcast is a production of WNYC Radio. Sujay Johnson is my co-producer. The website is wnyc.org slash womenbox. More to come on the fights and coming up. Did you know actor Rosie Perez is a major boxing fan? She is, and she hosted an evening with women boxers at New York Public Radio's Green Space. Now, you said that you have to be very smart to box, uh, and, you know, it is a very dangerous sport, and uh, do you worry, all three of you lovely ladies, about the long-term effects? Do you think about that? Thanks for sticking with us.